to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike, who is our audio engineer or something. He is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. I don't know why I have to do this every single week with you now. Say hi, Michael. Hi. Thank you, Michael. Uh, we also have our new best friend in the whole wide world who never misses a beat. He's standing over here in the corner on standby, if you will. Del, why don't you let the folks at home know you are a real person? I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Del. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by these people. I'm a little bit on repeat, apparently. You guys might know me from YouTube. Chris versus the world. Laser Lemming, those are my YouTube channels. Upandloaded.com is our website that we pay for. Actually, payment is uh, going to be due soon, I think, for our hosting. So maybe we should get on that Patreon so you guys can help support viewers or listeners or creators like me. That's what I'm trying to say. We have a great show for y'all this week. By the way, speaking of shows, you can download this show. You can subscribe to this show on anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere. Every single place. And if we're not there, I demand that you demand that we get there. Because we want to be there. We want to get 8 billion people listening to the show. So we need 8 billion people on planet Earth. You guys get the idea if you've been listening to the show. I kind of say these things often. Try not to be a broken record. By the way, we do have a great show for y'all this week. I think. I think it's going to be a great show. I think I say that every week. But you know what? Damn it, I think I deliver. I think so, but I'm a little bit biased. We're going to be talking about some Twitter dilemmas. We're going to be talking about trial by combat, some video game delays, some some uh, big video game delays. We're going to be talking about uh, a snake story or two, and we're going to be answering some wonderful listener questions. I think it'll be fun. Now, this is our 69th episode of Chris to Chris, and I'll be honest, I am a bit conflicted here. See, we are trying to get, as I mentioned, we're, we're trying to get 8 billion people living on this planet so that we can also get 8 billion listeners. But I also don't feel like this particular episode is appropriate for kids. So I'm at a crossroads here. If you are a child listening to this episode, please skip over to another episode of this podcast until you're old enough to know better. So that could mean that you're you're listening to a future episode. Become a time traveler if you're listening on the week this is put out. If not, you can go ahead and listen to a past episode. Point is, this episode just might not be for you if you are a child or or a uh, uh, a minor. The issue is that this is episode 69, right? So I feel like we inherently have to talk about something inappropriate. And I, I've got something that's been uh, sitting on my mind for months. I've been sitting, I've been just waiting for this topic. I've been waiting for episode 69 because I felt like this is the only time I could really get this one out. So I'm taking this moment to excuse the minors and adults who are, are better people than me. You guys may, may leave the room until you are old enough for this episode. Now, I'm not trying to make this an extremely raunchy show or anything like that, right? But I also know that I'm not going to get another opportunity to do an episode 69, right? That's just it. That's just it. Point blank. Sometimes, sometimes things, life just comes at you. I'm sure there's a commercial that says that life hits you hard. That Wasn't there a, a Super Bowl commercial? They had uh, Britney Spears' ex-husband, uh, the rapper. What was his name? I think that's what everybody calls him. What was his name? Uh, it, it, I think the slogan was, life comes at you fast. 
And he was, uh, he went from being a, a rapper, an unsuccessful rapper, to working fast food in the commercial. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I'm just going to say, it. I'm just going to say, it. a few months back, uh, a friend of mine or, or, a, or a coworker or a guy from church, he found me and he followed me on Twitter. Cool. I followed him back, right? That's a polite thing to do. A few days later, I'm scrolling through the Twitter on the phone and I get a face full of titties. Face full of titties. Whoa. <laughs> I wasn't looking for tits that day, okay? Gross, right? Gross. So I looked and I see that these, these titties popped up in my feed because my friend or my coworker or a guy from church liked the picture of these titties. And I thought, well, maybe he didn't know that his likes are popping up in my feed and anybody else's feed who follows him, right? So I shrugged it off and I moved on with my life, as you do. And then a few days later, it happened again. So I decided to, to check his likes on his profile and 99% of it is just the same kind of stuff. It, it, it gets, uh, the levels of raunchiness are, are from mild to off the chain, right? So I found myself in a dilemma because I see this guy a lot and he's a nice guy, but what's a nice way to say? He's not, he's not exactly the brightest bulb in the tool shed, if you know what I mean. So I'm assuming that he doesn't know how this whole thing works, which means that I, I need to figure out how to tell this guy that he's telling the whole world what kind of porn he's looking at in his free time. I just need to figure out how. So I'm going to think about it. In the meantime, it's just the tip of the week. Once upon a time, I was a little boy, about five years old. This was the early 90s. I wore, I wore clothes with, with colorful patterns, and I did karate kicks everywhere I went. That's not important to the story. I just thought that you should know that. Anyway, in the early 90s, my younger brother and I spent a lot of time in daycare after school. We were always the last kids to get picked up. Always. Every single time, we were the last kids to get picked up. Sometimes we would be there so long that the people that worked at the daycare, you know, the daycare people, this is after school, the, the daycare people, they would go home and we'd be left with some teenager, some, some, some teacher's kid. They made a phone call like, yeah, yeah, uh, the parent's still not there. Can you, can you just uh, watch them for a little while? That was, that was us. We were, we were the reason for that phone call. So we'd have some teenagers watching us half the time until our, our mom got there. We had uh, two working parents and they worked late, right? Sue us, sue us. Actually, <laughs> one time, one time, we legit got picked up by two strangers. Two strangers that we had no idea who they were. These, uh, these two women we had never met in our lives said that the, the babysitter that was supposed to pick us up couldn't make it and they were her sisters or something, right? And then they let, they, they let these women take us. They had no idea who these women were. But they said, yeah, okay, you can have them. You can have these kids. I just remember getting, getting uh, thrown into the back of their car and they were like circling around the car, just smiling and giggling and looking at us through the windows. It was weird. It was weird. In, in my little five-year-old mind, it looked like it was from like a, a fisheye lens. That's how I have these memories. It, it just looked weird and creepy. But it was a different time, I guess. I guess it was a time when you could just give kids to strangers. Anyway, 
This week's tip is not about getting in the car with strangers. If you are only five years old and the adults at school hand you over to a stranger, you don't really have much say in the matter, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna be like, I, I do not consent to this. Uh, this is not okay. I uh, I would prefer to wait for for uh, a, a third party to intervene. No, this story is about daycare itself. See, one day school's out, right? We're in daycare as we'd be, as we do, we, we would be in daycare every day, as I established. We're at daycare, hanging out in the playground outside, right? It's not super late yet because there are still other kids there with us. So we're probably playing hide and go seek or playing tag, whatever. So we're playing, right? And then some kid's dad shows up to pick up his kid. I don't remember if his, if his kid was a, a boy or a girl. It's irrelevant to the story. But right as he's walking onto the playground, we find a little garter snake in the field. You guys know garter snakes. They're big, vicious, venomous snakes, right? Now, we're kids. So, of course, we're all excited about finding a snake in the grass. Of course. Of course. Wow, a snake. So we're, we're telling everybody, hey, there's a snake, there's a snake, there's a snake. And so we told the, we told the dad. Now, this was like 27 years ago. So my memory of the event is a little bit foggy, but the way my five-year-old brain remembers it is this guy was the snake expert. I think he was just really some kid's dad, but I remember him as the snake guy. And he says, who wants to toss the snake back over the fence? Because there was a fence out to a, like a field of dead grass, right? That's where the snake came from, we assume. Back then, I knew how to get picked for something. I, I stuck my hands straight up. I perched my back straight. You know, I, I just did it. Like they say, stand up straight if you want to get picked. I knew how to get picked. And that's what I did. I shot my hands straight up to the air. It was touching the clouds. I gave the cloud a little tickle. He saw my gusto. He said, all right, champ, you're up. Just pick up the snake and throw it over the fence. I was hyped. This grown man said that I could throw the snake. So that's what I'm going to do. So I reached down. I grabbed the snake. And ow! Ow! What the fuck? Damn thing bit my hand. Just because I was about to launch its ass into the air. So I dropped it, of course. I had two, uh, two bite marks on my, my finger. So I had some, uh, some blood coming out. A little bit. I didn't cry. It wasn't that painful. But I was pretty bummed that the snake would do me dirty like that, you know? I thought we had an understanding. And at this point, Mr. Snake Expert, he decided that maybe he should not be encouraging the kids of strangers to pick up wild snakes. So he tossed it over the fence himself. I think it bit him too, actually. And I remember telling my mom the story when I got home. And that I got to pick up a snake. That was the highlight of the story. I got to pick up a snake. He chose me to pick up the snake. Mike, Dell, can you believe that my mom was not excited about my story at all? She was just pissed off that some strange man she had never met told me to pick up a snake. And then I got bit. So this week's tip is to wear gloves when you throw a snake. At least the first few times. Because you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So the big exciting news in the video game world this week is that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed from April to September. And they said that they are going to be 
forcing the developers to crunch. If you don't know what that means, it pretty much means crazy mandatory overtime. And by crazy, I mean like crunch could be like 60 hour weeks, 70 hour weeks, sometimes 80 hour weeks, which is insane. It's insane. And people are, are kind of upset about that. I would be. I'd be. I don't care if you're paying me overtime. If I'm not loving the hell out of what I'm doing, I do not want to work 80 hours for you, especially if it means just debugging your game. Because they, they said that the game was done, essentially. The game is done, but we need to make sure that everything is working just right in this big city we built. Sounds like a lot of debugging. Doesn't sound like a passion project to me. Look, that means if that means you delay this thing a whole other year, you should do it. You should do it. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but that's that's the way I feel as a as a worker advocate. The uh, Marvel's Avenger game was also delayed until September, but I don't think people are really too excited about that one either way, which is weird because Marvel is a, a well-known established property, and Cyberpunk 2077 is, is known, but not that known. It's just people are excited about it because the game looks good. There's also a bunch of rumors about the, the next-gen consoles and the Switch Pro, but Nothing uh, too exciting yet. It's all conjecture at this point. So instead of harping on about delays and rumors, this week we are going to be talking about the end of Fox Pictures, that is. Uh, Disney, as I've uh, mentioned, now owns Fox. You might have heard about this in our, our book, 1001 Rants About Smoking in Disney Films. Apparently, they are ready to finally kill off the Fox name. And this happens almost... Anytime one giant corporation absorbs another giant corporation, they start changing the names. And I guess Disney doesn't want to be associated with Fox News. I don't know. That might not be the case, but I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't want to be associated with Fox News. They don't want people uh, seeing a, a Disney slash Fox movie and automatically assuming that this is the same company that once uh, employed Bill O'Reilly. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that the, uh, the new names are super lame. Instead of a uh, 20th Century Fox, we will be seeing movies from 20th Century Studios. No more Fox Searchlight. We now have Searchlight Pictures. It just sounds kind of lifeless, limp. I don't like it. I don't like it. And the reason I mentioned that uh, Disney might not want to be associated with Fox News is because Fox News still exists, right? Fox, as an entity, still exists separately. They own... Uh, I think they own Fox News, and they own Fox Sports, and apparently, I think they still own the Fox TV network, you know, the non-cable thing, because Disney owns FX, which is Fox's cable spinoff, but I think Fox still owns the Fox TV network, which is weird, because I think Disney owns The Simpsons. I, I don't know how that works. It's confusing to me. Anyway, that is your video game news this week. I hope you enjoyed it, you filthy animal. Which, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, they are remaking Home Alone, which was a Fox movie as well, I believe. And they're remaking that for Disney+. Plus. Uh, look forward to that along with uh, some other garbage. Anyway, I still need to figure out how to politely tell my, my, my friend or coworker or guy from church that he is showing off what kind of porn he's looking at like 90 times a day. And I thought about telling him directly. But I think that that would be kind of awkward. I don't know how to start that conversation. I also thought about telling him anonymously, but I'm worried that somehow he'll figure out it was me. Huh. I, I, I could send him flowers, but that would cost me a lot of money. And I don't know how I would ask him for the money back for those flowers. I think that would be awkward. I just don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do here. I'm going to keep thinking about it. But in the meantime, 
Let's move on to the news. Last week, we reviewed Happy Death Day to You during our news segment. This week, we're going we're gonna to try something different and talk about some actual news. David Ostrom of Kansas is asking an Iowa court to grant his motion for trial by combat with his ex-wife, Bridget, and, 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 and her lawyer, according to the Des Moines Register. Now, this is a 40-year-old man, right? His description is pretty metal, though, okay? He said that he wants to meet his ex and her attorney on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from their corporal bodies. And uh, he said that he was destroyed legally by these two. They destroyed him. So he, he wants to end them. And I thought about this. And trial by combat isn't really something we do anymore for some reason. It was much more popular when, when dragons were still around, right? But David wants to bring it back, apparently. He said, To this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. But honestly, this dude just sounds angry. I don't think he actually knows what he's doing because he asked the court for 12 weeks he asked the court for 12 weeks to get the katanas he needs. He said he's going to have to forge them or something. I don't know. It sounds very elaborate and like he's been watching a lot of, uh, I don't know, Game of Thrones and animes. But he, he, he wants to make it happen. I'll give him that. He, he's a gentleman because he said that his wife's lawyer, Mr. Matthew Hudson, can fight in her place. Uh, Mr. Maddie. He started insulting this guy's spelling, though, and he, he requested that the, the court does not order this trial by combat to take place. And I appreciate just how official this whole thing is. I'm looking forward to the court's response because apparently trial by combat is still legal over there and I guess over here because he said the whole United States. Maybe, maybe we should bring it back. Maybe we should bring it back. You know, even if none of these people know what the hell they're doing, I'm looking forward to the end of this story. All right. I've been uh, scrolling here, and I think I could stop worrying about how to handle my friend's Twitter issue. I was thinking that people had no idea that people can see the shit he likes on Twitter. But he just went out of his way to retweet one of these titty posts in hopes that he would win something from this girl. So at this point, I think we can wash our hands of the whole situation like uh, Pontius Pilate. That's, that's a, somebody to look up to, right? I don't know. Yo, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. We have some great listener questions this week. Ken asks, what is your favorite episode of Saved by the Bell? Thank you for this question, Ken. I have not uh, gotten to really talk about Saved by the... by the. I was going to say Saved by the Well, but I think that was a lassie thing. I haven't got to talk about uh, Saved by the Bell in a while. Not, not earnestly. My favorite episode of Saved by the Bell is when uh, Jesse, that's A.C. Slater's girlfriend, on and off again girlfriend. My favorite episode is when she is on drugs, hardcore drugs. And by hardcore drugs, I mean caffeine pills. If you guys don't know, Saved by the Bell was a sitcom that originally aired on Saturday mornings. It was for kids, a Saturday morning sitcom for kids. So they felt weird about 
having anybody addicted to a real drug. I'm talking about a real drug during Saturday morning time. So she was addicted to caffeine pills. It was a very traumatic experience. And I think my favorite, or the reason it's my favorite episode is because of the song where she just sings, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. And then she starts crying. Wow, did you guys know I was such a, a talented singer? Anyway, uh, some honorable mentions of my favorite Save the Bell episodes are, are the one where they find oil under the school. The, the whole school is going to be super rich because they, they, they found out there's a huge oil well under the school. And at the end, spoilers, they decide not to, not to uh, go through with the oil drilling because uh, Zach's favorite duck died. He got covered in oil. It was very sad, very, uh, very, uh, it was a very special episode, you know, a very, on this very important episode of Saved by the Bell. And it was a real heartbreaker when the duck died. That duck was a very good actor, though, because uh, I'm sure they did not kill a duck for this episode. I, I'm sure they wouldn't do that, right? I also liked the, the one that Mark Paul Gossler apologized for uh, a year or two ago. I, I mean, I don't know if I should say I liked it, because... Maybe I'll have to apologize for saying that in a few years. I'm just I'm just jostling you guys. I didn't like that episode. That's the one where he uh, dresses up like a, a Native American because there's a there's an actual real Native American in the episode that's guiding him, and apparently Zach Morris is really a descendant of uh, a certain tribe. I don't remember which. Just like uh, Miss Elizabeth Warren. One time, <clears throat> one time I remember I was really into Saved by the Bell for a while. If you rewatch Saved by the Bell, it's not a good show. <laughs> it's not a show you want to rewatch as an adult, but as a kid, you just love the hell out of that show. And I remember watching it, and it's mostly jokes, right? But I remember one day, my dad walks in while I'm watching it, and there was not a single laugh track to be found during the scene he was watching with me. He's just standing there looking at the TV, and it's like this really dramatic moment between Zach and Kelly. That's his... Uh, on and off again girlfriend. Like I said, there was no laughs going on. It was just them uh, being real, real mushy and uh, like arguing about something. And it, 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 my dad stopped and he looked at me and he said, you're watching a soap opera? And I was like, it's not a soap opera. And I just was waiting for a laugh track. I needed that laugh track to come and it didn't hit. They wanted that moment to be dramatic. They went to commercial. He said, you're watching a soap opera. I was, I was just mad. I'm like, that's the impression you have of me right now. You, you think I, a 14-year-old boy, or I don't know how old I was. Maybe I was probably like 11 or 12. A 12-year-old boy is watching a soap opera. I had no interest in soap operas, but what can you do? What can you do? Devin asks, are there any transcripts of Chris to Chris in Latin? You know what, Devin? No. There, there are no Latin transcripts, but this is a great question. I think that I'm going to put our top mic on the case. You know, we have 8 billion potential listeners of this show. I'm sure that at least a few of them are deaf people that only speak a dead language. So thank you, Devin. We will get right on that. Ken asks, are there any transcripts of Chris to Chris in pig Latin? Hmm. Iste Oppenheim. Sounds like I'm cursing you guys, but uh, 
No, that was Pig Latin. I hope you, uh, I hope you all take the time to translate that answer. Ken also asks, how would you feel if the next M. Night Shyamalan twist was that he is really George Lucas? Well, Ken, I would be mad that I didn't see it coming. I hadn't, I honestly, the thought had never crossed my mind. So I wouldn't have seen it coming outside of your major hint that you just gave me. But since he's really George Lucas, I feel like George would change this plot twist in about 20 years or so. You know, Greedo shot first, that sort of thing. Let me uh, gargle some water here. Running low on the saliva. Colos Dolos asks, why do people say someone is more fun than a barrel of monkeys? Monkeys are mean and disgusting creatures. If you had a barrel of them, they would most likely tear off your face and defile your lifeless body. How is that fun? Colos has a follow-up question. He says, how can I send a barrel of unknown content to Mike? Now, that is a great non-onymous question, Colos. We will probably need to get a P.O. box started at some point here so that we can accept safe gifts like your barrel for Mike. I don't know about the whole monkey thing. I, I, I remember getting uh, or playing with barrels of monkeys at my babysitter's house, you know, the, the plastic barrels of monkeys. But a real barrel of monkeys, you might be onto something. That might be, that might be just asking for trouble. But you're also painting a pretty broad brush here, Kolos, because if a Planet of the Apes situation ever happened, I would not want to be uh, you right now. If they see that, that question where you call them mean and disgusting creatures, I think, they're, I think you're going to be at the top of their hit list, buddy. Ken asks, how would you feel if Paramount banned smoking from its television and films? Well, that would mean that we would never be able to see a Terminator or Transformer smoke on screen again. You know, we would never see uh, Optimus Prime take a long drag out of a black and mild. None of that. None of that. To answer your question, I am against this proposition, and I will challenge the head of Paramount to a katana fight to the death if they try to do it. Thanks for the question. Ken also asks, do you have any experiences with any kind of paranormal activity? Well, I have seen all of the Paranormal Activity movies. I don't know if that counts, but I, I, I do feel like I should throw that out there. I've never, I've never used a Ouija board or anything like that, but Ouija boards became a lot less scary for me when I found out that the first one was invented in like 1890 in Maryland. So that, that to me just kind of makes it feel like the, the Mormonism of ghost stories. It's too recent for me. I need something more ancient, more mystical. Also, you know, Hasbro pumps out Ouija boards for a lot of money, right? It just seems to me that it, it, it's weird that something so spiritual and creepy is being sold for like 13 bucks a pop at Walmart, right? But as for my own paranormal ghost stories, my, my, you know, my dead relatives hang out with me in the bathroom every night, but I think we can all relate to that one, right? Outside of that, I, I don't think I can uh, think of anything specific right at this moment. I'm sure there's something. I'll let you know if I, if I remember something or if something spooky happens to me within now and the rest of this show. We'll see. I do have a, a video about ghosts on YouTube. I will share that on the website for this episode. You know, we'll do that. We'll share our ghost video. Anyway, let's wrap this show up. How about that? I think that sounds like a good idea. Last week on our poll, which by the way, we have a poll. If you guys don't know if this is, if you are one of the 8 billion people on planet Earth that have never heard this show before, first of all, thank you for showing up. Second of all, we have some social medias. We are, we are on uh, Up and Loaded. 
We're on Up and Loaded. No, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instant Graham Cracker, at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Follow us there, please. Tell your friends to follow us. Now, I'm not saying you should threaten them. I'm not not saying that, but I'm just saying we, we, we would like your follow, okay? We'd like to interact with you. We'd like your questions. We'd like to be friends. Anyway, we asked on our Facebook page, we said, who should be the next fighter in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? A third of you said James Bond from GoldenEye007. I thought that's a great answer. Great answer. A third of you said Slippy Toad from Star Fox. Also a great answer. I'd love to kick Slippy's ass. Also, a third of you said Waluigi. Now, Waluigi, I would love to kick Waluigi's ass and also kick ass with Waluigi. I'm at, I'm at a, I'm at a uh, crossroads on that one. I think, you know, I, I, said, I think I said crossroads already on this episode. I think you're only limited to one Actually, no, you're limited to two crossroads per episode because that is what a crossroad is. It's two roads, right? Okay, I digress. This week's poll asks, a stranger tries to pick you up from school. What do you do? Anyway, thanks for sticking with us, guys. I know this episode was a little raunchy, and I apologize. But, you know, sometimes that's the way the world is. You got to get through it. So don't forget to subscribe to this show. Tell your friends to subscribe. Blah, 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 blah. You guys have been wonderful. I've really enjoyed our conversation together. This has been episode 69 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor. I work, so it's going to be hard for me. But do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else. Oh,